Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, May 9th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending May 6, 2022. In larger economic news, average hourly earnings increased in April as the unemployment rate held steady at 3.6%, according to the Labor Department. There are some concerns that a smaller labor force will increase pressure on employers to boost wages even more and contribute to a wage price spiral as the Federal Reserve actively looks to tame inflation. Speaking of the Federal Reserve, the Federal Open Market Committee increased the benchmark interest rate 50 basis points to a target range of 0.75% to 1% last week in its second interest rate hike of the year. The FOMC is set to meet five more times this year and is widely expected to raise rates at each subsequent meeting. In automotive news, used vehicle values cooled for the third straight month in a positive sign for the Labor Department's forthcoming Consumer Price Index, which is set to release Wednesday, May 11th. The Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index inched down 1% month over month to 221.2, remaining 14% over April 2021's figure. Used vehicle supply fell one day sequentially to 46 days, up from 35 days during the same period a year ago, according to V-Auto data. Normal use supply is 44 days. Rental car companies are still contributing to used vehicle value fluctuations as they turn to the used car market to stock their fleets as more consumers return to travel. Avis's U.S.-based average rental fleet grew 1.8% sequentially and 50% year-over-year to just over 440,000 units in the first quarter. Hertz grew its U.S. fleet by 26% year-over-year to just, just over 3,700 uh, vehicles. 370,000 vehicles in Q1, excuse me. Rental companies have still been unable for the most part to secure additional inventory from OEMs and and have been relying on the used market to meet increased travel volume. In auto finance, retailers posted yet another quarter of F&I profits. Uh, Whitney, what are we seeing on that front? Yeah, so earnings came in from Asbury Automotive, Penske, AutoNation, Group One, Sonic, and Lithia. All six retailers saw increases in F&I profits and decreases in floor plan balance in the first quarter of the year. Uh, Asbury saw an increase in their new vehicle supply. Uh, they were up 10 days compared with eight days in, in Q4, um, but all other retailers saw declines in new inventory year over year, so they stood out. Uh, some good news across the board, used inventory did start to pick up. Um, on the sales side, new and used vehicle sales were kind of scattered. Um, some of the retailers saw positive results, others did not. Uh, Group One, for example, saw a 3% increase in new sales for the quarter. Uh, reaching 36,733 units sold. Um, circling back to F&I profits increasing at all retailers, last fall dealers and regulators were a little bit concerned that F&I profitability might signal new regulations as public companies continued to post higher and higher profits. Uh, one dealer said that these high numbers might be a red flag. So we're continuing to watch that um, to see if F&I profits um, um, do have regulators concern moving forward kind of as the as those numbers stay high. So that's what we're seeing on the retailer front. 
And Credit Credit Acceptance uh, Corporation also posted its Q1 earnings last week um, with one notice, notable announcement. Uh, what was the latest there? Yeah, Credit Acceptance Corp, uh, they're expanding its credit box or is expanding its credit box as vehicle prices remain high and demand for subprime loans actually fell in 2021. So the initiative was designed to capture consumers with slightly better credit profiles. Um, the updated range was not specified specifically uh, during the earnings call, but the expansion is expected to increase the lender's profitability in the long term. Um, as far as their earnings, as far as originations go, uh, they did have a decline of 22% year over year in originations um, to 73,116. Um, and that was, again, as inventory shortages persist. So. And also on the subject of earnings, we had some power sports earnings. It was a big week last week. Uh, I believe it was Camping World and Polaris. Uh, can you give us a quick what rundown of what we're seeing there? Yes, the earnings continue. Uh, Polaris is changing its retail strategy. Uh, they are actually going to continue to hike up prices in order to offset hikes in supply chain costs. Um, they're going to be doing this as long as they need uh, to maintain profitability as inventory shortages continue. Um, Camping World also posted earnings, as you said. Um, they also, similar to auto retailers, saw increases in F&I gross profit. Um, their F&I gross profit per unit increased 17% to over $5,000. Um, and similarly to Polaris, the RV industry um, has prices increasing um, as demand holds strong in inventory remains crunch. So lots of excitement in the earnings side last week. Right. And we have more earnings coming up uh, this week. Vroom, Shift, uh, set to report later this week. Also, as I mentioned, uh, the CPI for April is set to be released on Wednesday. So we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Uh, that about does it for our episode today. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.